everybody. It's Allie. I'm just dropping in here to let you know that you might see a few more um, mini-sodes than usual between some of our episodes. Normally we release mini-sodes like at the end of a season or when it's a holiday weekend, um, but Sage and I just have some busy things going on in our personal life, so you might see a few more mini-sodes in between um, each episode for season three, um, but we have a lot of them recorded. Uh, just wanted to let you know, and then we should be back to our regular scheduled programming very, very soon. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know, if you see more minisodes and you're concerned, nothing's wrong. We're just um, a little bit busy right now, but we wanted to give you guys content as well. So I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Um, and we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk soon. Um, if you'd like to write to us in the meantime, um, please write to us uh, at Gmail. It's this too much pod at gmail.com, or you can slide into our DMS at this too much pod on Instagram. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Hi everybody. This is Allie. And this is Sage. And this is us on the This Too Much podcast. Yay! A podcast about This Is Us. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this week we've got a very special guest. I'm super excited to say that we have Grant back with us for season three. Here he is. I wish we could have Grant on every episode, but since he wants to do this without context, yeah, that's, we, that's impossible. Hi, it's me, Grant. I'm here. Hi, Grant. How's your life going since your last time on the podcast? Uh, pretty, <clears throat> pretty swell. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really can't complain about anything. No, I'm just doing swell. You're doing swell. Yeah. I would also like to say we kind of gave you another weird episode because the only people we see in this episode are Jack's storyline and Kevin's, and there's no Randall or Kate. Yeah. Whoops. We give you like episodes, like there is episodes that have all characters <laughs> in them. <laughs> we just happen to like accidentally pick episodes that it's like nobody's in them. <laughs> no one's in them, Grant. Okay. So it's funny. Okay. It's okay. I also, okay. it's okay. I also um, would like to, Sage and I would like to shout out a very lovely person um sage was so excited the other day when i tell you sage called me at like i don't know 9 30 at night and was like oh my god Allie, we got a piece of email got a piece <laughs> of email um, <laughs> and i was like what and sage read me this very very sweet lovely heartfelt email um from our dear friend that listens joy yeah thank you so much joy for that Kind email. It definitely like made my whole week. Yeah, um, me too. And thank you I for was, listening. Yeah, I was shocked when Sage, I, first of all, I thought Sage, something horrific happened to Sage. And then I was like, oh, this is so much better than that. But Joy, your email brought us absolute joy. And I know I told you that when I emailed you back, but it's true. Yeah. Show yeah. Thank joy. you for listening. Go Joy. Yeah. yeah. Go Joy. Go joy. Yeah. I know. Um, but that being said, if anybody else would like to shout us out or talk or anybody else would like a shout out, we don't need a shout out. That's fine. We don't need, we don't need the compliments. They're lovely. I love getting them. Um, but if you'd like to be shouted out, 
um, on the show or if you have questions, comments, ideas, and even on like other episodes, if you didn't agree with something we said or you have like opinions, we'd love to hear them because we can put them in a mini-sode. Yeah. Um, so write to us at this too much pod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at this too much pod. And we're still looking for that intern if you want to hang out with us. Grant, <laughs> why don't you apply? Oh, because I don't watch the show. <laughs> uh, the, no, I, I listen. I listen to the podcast. I listen to like every other episode of the podcast. Oh, that's so sweet, Grant. Grant. <laughs> but I, I, I try my best to at least. But um, I don't watch This Is Us, obviously. So I don't really have. Are you why our viewers? Are you why our listenership spiked thirty-seven yeah. people? I, I, t- I, tell my, I tell my friends to watch. Aw, Grant, you're the best. You're the best. So okay. with that. Would you like to get into the episode? Sage, would you like to give us a Sage synopsis? Sure. So the synopsis for season three, episode seven via Hulu says, Kevin and Zoe land in Vietnam. In the past, Jack and Rebecca take a road trip to Los Angeles. Jack's war story continues to be revealed. Yes. I really loved this episode, actually. I, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. okay. Um, Grant, how'd you feel about this I'm episode very, it, as I'm a whole? Mixed. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, first off, we don't get enough Kevin. There's like, I, I was gonna time it, but I ultimately decided against it. We get like five minutes of Kevin Max, and I wanted to explore Kevin's character more because I've gotten the worst of Kevin, right? You have I've gotten got, the worst I, I've of never Kevin. Gotten Kevin's greatest hits, I've got Kevin's least bangable bangers. You know, and <laughs> I, I, I desire Kevin's greatest hits because he seems like such a great guy sometimes. But alas, we only got five minutes. Also, this episode felt like very disjointed and it felt like a lot, there was like a, a lot of whiplash. I get what you're saying. Uh, I think that's probably because you watched the weirdest episode of the show where they're in their 20s and we never, ever see that again. Yeah. So because this is how most episodes are with flashback, flash forward, flashback, flash forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree, Grant. You saw Kevin in his twenties, where he wasn't his best, and like sold, tried to sell out his roommate, which is where he was doing a lot of growing. And I really like Kevin. Yeah, <sighs> I do like this episode, though. I don't like love it, but I thought it was like pretty decent. Yeah, I. That's kind of how I feel too. I felt like it was a solid episode, but I don't think it's going to be one of my favorites for the. No, season. I agree. You no, know? it definitely won't be one of my favorites either. Um, so with that, would you guys like to get into it? Yeah, definitely. Grant didn't bring his notes, so this is I just going to be Grant. Fl- That's okay. Grant flying off the cuff, which we love. Yeah, off the cuff, Grant. <laughs> Going to kill. Okay. No, not really him. So we open up with the woman in Vietnam, a woman in Vietnam, making a necklace, which we then find out is Jack's necklace. And then yep. we see a soldier buy it, and we he's taking it to this woman. Yeah. And then we find out that she's with another man. And so he leaves the necklace on a bar. And then somebody comes and picks up the necklace, and they put it on. And then we see that person is dead in a field, and a woman, the woman in the photo that Kevin has of Jack, Um, picks up the necklace and then we see like Kevin and Zoe on a plane going to Vietnam. Yeah. My whole thing is like, what would possess you to take that off somebody? Was that her husband? Do you think? I don't know. And I don't know. So we ever get like an answer from that, but like, 
I would say it could it could have been a lot of things because it looked like she was searching like several bodies. So maybe she was looking for like valuables that she could sell for money or things like that, you know. Yeah. Or to melt down the metal for like uh, ammunition. Yeah, that's true. But she doesn't melt it down. She wears it. Okay. Damn. And then she so this this necklace, Grant, that Kevin's looking for is the necklace that the lady grabbed off the soldier like the one kevin's wearing is this same necklace oh okay so like i was actually pretty compelled to like look up like is there meaning behind this necklace because obviously like we find out like throughout this episode that obviously kevin's not the only one with a necklace like this and everything Mm -hmm. like it's a souvenir in in vietnam and everything and basically the symbol of the ship's wheel on the necklace is the buddhist symbol for purpose oh yeah so i thought that was kind of cool look at you doing a little deep dive (laughs) i know so i'm gonna like try to follow it a little bit more i think yeah and see if we get some like deep tie-ins with that like meaning now for a purpose kevin's always searching for his purpose it's true i know so then after that we see nikki and jack right yep And it's a familiar scene that we've already seen where we see Jack and Nikki, but finally we're seeing past that. Um, And Nikki is clearly a mess. I mean, I think that's the best way to describe it. And he said, if you die out here, it's not on me because he knows exactly what Jack's doing. He's rescuing him. And I thought Nikki's face in this scene was really good because he just looks almost relieved. Like, Mm -hmm. even though he says that nasty stuff to Jack and he's like, you know, it's just a nickname. Like, Nikki does look relieved, almost, that Jack is here to save him, kind of. Yeah, I get that. I agree. Yeah. Oh, I had a question. Um, When I was watching the recap, um, there's this guy, like, just the first, like, in the first second, who's like, make sure you protect your little brother. That's your job as an older brother. And I was like, who the hell is this individual? So that's Jack's, Jack and Nikki's dad. Oh. And that's baby Jack. Yeah, in the past. So that's that's Jack's dad holding baby Jack, okay? And the last episode, Grant, you would have loved because it's like the whole episode is about October, is it 19th or 18th, Sage? That Nikki's birthday is? Uh, 18th, I think. 18th. So the whole episode, Grant, they're like, oh, we're going to make sure, 18's my lucky number, we're going to make sure he's born on the 18th, right? And then all of a sudden... Like, if it was two minutes later, he would have been born on the 19th, and he got drafted because he was born on the 18th. So it's, like, a whole head fake, basically. Uh-huh. Like, or not head fake, but, like, a whole, like, reveal at the hospital where, like, obviously all these babies that were born on October 18th are were drafted. But it also shows that Jack's, Jack and Nikki's dad isn't, like, nice now. And at that point in time, he's, like, not struggling with alcohol addiction. So it also kind of, like, shows that part of him. Then we're with Jack and Rebecca, and they're going to LA. Right. And Rebecca Joni Mitchell on the radio. And Rebecca says her mom thinks that she's nuts for doing this with a guy that she barely knows. Yep. Um, And then she tells Jack a little bit about Joni Mitchell, and the record that she's meeting with is the same one that released the album that they were listening to. Yes. and then Jack says the rudest thing I've ever heard in my life about Joni Mitchell. I texted Sage and I was like, I don't like Jack Pearson anymore because he's like, you're way better than Joni Mitchell. Stop it. He's Joni just Mitchell. so in love with her. 
I know he is. I know he is. And for the record, I think I think Mandy Moore is an excellent singer and amazing. I just like think they're very different. Joni Mitchell is a queen. She is she is a queen. Banger after banger. The Blue Album, nineteen seventy one, is 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 great. It's a banger. I love I love that album. Shout out to that album specifically. Love it. I got hair <laughs> on that. Yummy. But yeah. It's a great album. You know what I thought in this scene, though, Sage? I felt like this scene paralleled the scene where Jack picks Kate up. And they're talking about Atlantis Morissette. And he's Uh, like, she's not. I mean, is this good music? Like, and Kate's like, yeah, dad, like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to be. And he's like, you're he's he tells Kate, I think you could be better than this. And then he's doing the same thing with Rebecca. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. What a good, what a good, look at you with these like parallel I know. connections. You did, the, you did the deep dive and I did a parallel connection. It's Freaky wow. Friday today. I know, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that was like really good. I'm like very impressed with that because I never thought about that. That's good. Thank you. And then, um, what was that card? It's on my notes and then. I- so at this point we see, um, Rebecca and Jack and they're in the car and Rebecca's saying that Pittsburgh makes her feel a little bit too small. Yeah. Um, so she like mentions that they're going to stay with her friend, Nicole and asks mm-hmm. Jack, if there's anything that he wants to do while they're in LA. And he says, actually, yeah, like I want to go see some people and like, really? he won't give her any details. Yeah. I also like how at this point in time, like, I don't know. I feel like this scene Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia are so good at making you feel like you're also awkward in this car and clumsy. Like <laughs> it's uncomfortable to watch. But and we oh, also find oh. out that Jack's a turkey turkey fan. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. I wrote that in my notes. I said turkey turkey lovers. I also am a turkey lover. So <laughs> me too. I love a good turkey sub. That's turkey that's hater. the deli meat of choice for me. Yeah. I actually thought that part was like really charming. Yeah. Do you think at that point in time though, I feel like Mandy Moore's face is like, Oh God, did I make a mistake? Cause he's like not sharing anything. I don't know. I think she's like just very concerned for him and she wants to be able to help, but like they don't know that each other that well. And he like won't open up to her. So I think like, she's like more just concerned maybe. Yeah. But I did think the Turkey sandwich thing, to parallel back to their first date a little bit yeah they talk about how they both love turkey but on their first date they like talked about how like they have nothing in common like down to like their pizza toppings like jack hates mushrooms and rebecca like loves mushrooms yeah and i just thought like this was kind of nice because it was almost like finally like they're finally like in like the tiniest little moments but they're finding like something that they're connecting on more so than just like a feeling because that's all they have at this point is just i know feelings (laughs) listen feelings i'm all about this relationship because you just know when you know so for some context grant i was gonna let you know that so this is when jack and rebecca like right after they first met and they knew each other for maybe like five days before they go on this. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And they wash <laughs> dishes together and it's beautiful. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. They had one date. <laughs> they had oh. one date and it was a disaster. 
Um, so next we see Kevin in Vietnam, almost hyper, I would say, and is like, oh, my God, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? My dad was probably here. My dad was probably here. And Zoe is like clearly not into it or not into Kevin's. I feel like Zoe has like this ulterior, like there's like she has her own agenda, I think. Yeah. Zoe. I feel like I'm not being very fair to Zoe because I just really don't like her. Oh, as someone who is um not... I, she was cool. I, I didn't like hate her and love her. She, I'm like neutral. I'm Zoe neutral. But one thing of note um, in this in this scene uh, that I found interesting was that their conversation paralleled um, Jack and Becca's uh, with Becca taking on Kevin and then Jack uh, taking on Zoe because like she's being secretive, right? Yeah. And, and I Kevin wrote. Like, Ooh. I think I yes and no. It is. It is the same. I think that's. I think that was what they were trying to do i just don't feel the same about it because i don't think kevin and zoe are soulmates mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i do think though like had jack had rebecca pushed a little bit harder for jack to open up like i think that there's a lot of issues in their relationship that could have been resolved i agree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> like i think about jack's like alcoholism and stuff if he had been a- able to open up about vietnam like he might not have spiraled out of control as yeah. much later on right i so. totally agree also let's talk about the fact that when kevin goes to take a picture with zoe he says say vietna cheese yep yep, yep. <laughs> I, in my notes i i called him a, i called him a nerd oh <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be right that was the daddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. He is a nerd. I love him so much. I know. I do too. And when he takes the picture, we like shift to a much more serious note. And Zoe gets super serious and like, hey, just don't tag me on Instagram. And Kevin's like, why? And she's like, my dad lives in China. And Kevin's like, okay, I'm going to need more. And Zoe like clearly does not want to talk about it. Yeah. So, and then I wrote, why do I love Kevin so much? Because I do. Yeah. <laughs> Is Kevin famous at this point? Is he is he a successful yeah. actor? Okay. So Kevin was on the Manny, which was like an ABC family kind of show. Yeah. And then and then he just did a movie for Ron Howard, like Ron Howard guest starred Grant. Oh. As like the director with Sylvester Stallone. What the fuck? <laughs> this is the stuff. <laughs> this is the stuff you missed. First explicit rating. I know. <laughs> Dropping some ad bombs. Wow, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a bleeper. <laughs> so, funny. Oh. so um, then we see Jack with Nikki's commanding officer, and he says that if he could take Nikki back with him, he would get him squared away. Right. Um, and the officer's like, no, like he, you're too late. He's too far gone. Um and Jack tells him like this really sweet story about how yeah. they grew up in a house together and shared bedroom and they always had spiders in this old house. And his dad would just, you know, whack him with a newspaper and kill him. Yeah. But he would like protect the spiders and put them on a comic book and carry them outside so that they could live. Yeah. Lieutenant Dawson doesn't seem like super moved by this story but i love that jack's like he's not cut out for this that's why i'm here i need to save him before vietnam eats him alive and grant i say this every week on the podcast during these vietnam episodes but nikki before vietnam reminds me of you so much that i'm like it 
these make me extra emotional because I just get like, like I think of you and then I get like super emotional about it. Well, thank you. Oh my god, you're so welcome. Um, uh, this, so with, with the with the spider thing, um, this is mostly tangentially related, but in in Breaking Bad, um, how the characters treat bugs is very significant. Uh, like Walter White will just straight up just kill them, like with with like varying levels of of, of aggressiveness. Whereas like Jesse is kind and like Saul like uh, different like he's like. Some some bugs are worth killing, you know. That's a good uh, Bob Odenkirk impression. Wow, that was such but, a good Bob Odenkirk impression. I can't even yeah, stand so. it. <laughs> hey, it's me, Bob Odenkirk. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Your Eddie Vedder impression is much better. I don't want to do it. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> That was so good. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the Eddie Vedder podcast. <laughs> anyway, back to bugs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the lieutenant or Major Dawson is like, we don't put family together. It's just the rules. You need to start walking, walking back to your um, your unit where you're stationed because the Viet Cong owns this road at night. Mm-hmm. Um so Jack starts walking, and then a guy on a bike passes, and Jack looks, like, a little bit nervous. So then we're with Kevin and Zoe, and they're eating at this restaurant, and Zoe's eating bat, and Kevin says, you know, I was more of a beige food family growing up. <laughs> I felt that in my soul. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, it was so funny. My favorite is when Kevin's, like, which actually I thought the scene was rude of Zoe, when Kevin's, like, wonder what that means in English. And so he's like, it means bat. Yeah. And then would you try it? Would you try that? Are you adventurous like that? I am an adventurous eater. I think I would try it. I, I think I would try anything once. To be honest. I don't know. I don't think I'm a picky eater, but like sometimes I get in my own head about things like that, like things I wouldn't normally eat. Yeah. Like I you love know? like weird seafoods and stuff and like. Yum. Then you have Mr. Dino Nugget down there, Grant. Okay, well, I actually, I actually, it looked kind of appetizing to be honest. Little, like, I thought little, the broth looked good. I was like, I was like, if, also, if, like, if I was like, when in Rome, you know? Like, exactly. Like, you're only going to have that opportunity, like, once. So yeah. you might as well, like, even if you hate it, like, you can at least say that you did it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, 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 my diet strictly consists of pizza and hamburgers. I don't, you know. I'm, it I'm, is true. I, I would try that. Mr. Dino Nugget. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kevin says we were a beige food family, which I did think was funny because I feel like I grew up in a beige food household. And then he's like, what was dinner like for you? And so he's like, dinner was dinner. And then like, was done with that. But then Zoe's kind of rude again. And I know it's out of avoidance. But she's like, oh my God, please tell me we don't look that touristy. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin's like, oh, let me go talk to them because they have a medal that yeah. looks like mine. Right. Well, um, um, what, what year is it in the, in the present? Um, like right now, like where Kevin and them are in? Yeah, yes. It was current year, so I think that's 18 at this point in time. Okay. Like, or seven. Wait, what season are we in? Three. So depending on when this aired, which I'm assuming it was like 18, 19. Um, and then Kevin talks to the lady who has the necklace and 
she leads him or tells him where to go. And Kevin asks if the lady who's selling them sells a lot of them. And she's like, oh, yeah, we sell so many of them. But what I also think is like Kevin's like I feel like Kevin's looks different than those ones, like more handcrafted i don't know i felt like those look kind of like souvenir ones and also you figure that kevin's necklace is like 50 years old at this point in time yeah we also know that kevin's i mean from the beginning of this episode we know that kevin's right. necklace is handcrafted you know so right. I think like maybe and maybe that's what it is but even the chain i'm like it's theirs is like cloth and you have a metal chain on yours <laughs> yeah i don't know um, so then we see Jack and Rebecca and they stop at a motel and then we see them out to dinner and Rebecca, like Jack says, like, so how are you, how, what are your connections here? Like, how did you get like a meeting with this record label? And Rebecca says that her friends gave her demo to like their manager and it got passed up that way. Yeah. And Jack says, so what happens if you if they like it and she said well I'll probably make a better demo and then hopefully an album and then I'll eventually open for Neil Young and then I'll just be on the road yeah I love that I was like that maybe that is how it works I don't know yeah (laughs) I would assume that's probably how it works but like I feel like that's a very broad overview yeah yeah I also think like it's sweet to see like Rebecca's like big aspirations and dreams but also like I feel like nobody's keeping her like at least a little bit realistic (laughs) well I feel like no one's keeping her grounded in the right way like her friends and her parents were like are trying to keep her grounded in like the wrong way saying like well don't you want to settle down and have a family and for Rebecca like that's kind of like a life sentence like no right Right, right. but like they're not keeping her grounded in like the right way you know, there's a different way to go about it, I think. Yeah, I get that. I agree. Yeah. And then Rebecca says a lovely thing that I agree with, which is no one slows dances. People don't slow dance nearly as much as they should. And I have to agree. Well, and then she goes on to say, like, that's part of the reason why she loves singing so much is because she can, like, do a little bit of her part to be, like, a part of somebody else's yeah. world. And I thought that yeah. was, like, very cool. I did too. And then we hear Lonely Coming Down by Dolly Parton in the mm-hmm. background. Another wonderful lady. Agreed. Like Joni Mitchell. Um, and then Jack asks her to dance, which is so cute. Yeah. And she asks him where he got his moves. Why are you rolling your eyes at me? Because the way that you said it's so cute. I was like, it oh my so god, cute. Alex. You're, I... you're with two, you're with two dreamers who love love right now, Sage. No. I agree that it was cute. Do you think Jack is a dreamer? Yes. Jack's biggest life aspiration is to have a... I didn't mean Jack. I meant Grant and I, first of all. (laughs) You're talking about Jack and Rebecca, and I'm like... No. Literally, Jack's, like, biggest aspiration in life is to to have a wife, Allie. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, he didn't have the space to dream, Give him some slack. He grew up in a terrible house and then went to Vietnam. He did have the space to dream because as we know later on, Nikki had the space to dream. Yeah, but Nikki was younger. And then Rebecca asked Jack where he gets his moves. 
He says, I used to dance with my mom at Christmas to Frank Sinatra. And then Rebecca sees older people dancing and she thinks that it's so nice and she starts crying. And then I was crying because I was like, they will never be these old people because Jack will die. <laughs> so I was like, awesome. She can be that old person with Miguel. Yeah. I mean, I love Miguel. Don't get me wrong. It's just different. You just don't love Miguel enough. I do love Miguel, though. You know I love Miguel. I'm Miguel. Yes, I'm just saying she thinks that she's going to be with Jack, and that's sad. But yes, I agree. Miguel's a good second. She got lucky twice. Mm -hmm. Because she's, let's be honest, guys. (laughs) Allie is not impressed with Rebecca at this point. She's just not a treat. (laughs) she's fine in this episode i feel like younger rebecca like this age is great jack talks about never crying is that right Mm -hmm. yeah jack talks about never crying and he says he just swallows the bad stuff um you know and i i feel like for jack because he hasn't had a great life and also vietnam it's like a survival thing um but he just talks about that and then um And then he repeats what Rebecca said earlier. You know, I've always said people don't slow dance enough. (laughs) And it's so cute. Um, So then we see Jack and Rebecca pull into like or go into the motel room. And Jack, this is actually really funny to me because Jack's like, so like, do you want to sleep in separate beds? And Rebecca goes, hmm, like she didn't hear him. And he says, oh, like you, you should go brush your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's really funny. Um, Yeah, it is funny. And then I wrote (laughs) banging montage. (laughs) I mean, that is what happens. Um, She, like, watches him change from the bathroom. I would have, too. And then she comes out in her pajamas, and Jack, like, kisses her, and they lay in their beds, in separate beds. Um, And then we'd see, like, Rebecca sneak over to his bed in the middle of the night. And then every motel room that they stop at on the rest of the way to L.A. is just, they start making out as soon as they walk through the door. I actually thought it was very cute that I love a good like trope of like separate beds or the same bed and people are just thinking they're sitting there thinking about the other person. I love that trope in movies. <laughs> no, it was, it was love cute. it. Also, matching PJ alert. You know who else loves matching PJs? It's Sage. <laughs> I do. I love a pajama set, guys. <laughs> when I told Allie that, she was like, really? <laughs> Hashtag Rebecca energy. Everybody assumes that I sleep in like a t-shirt and shorts. I guess I thought what... you slept in the nude. <laughs> no, because I guess that's like what people my age tend to sleep in. Like yeah, I'm in my pajamas right now. Guess what it is? Like a five XLT. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody likes like baggy t-shirts. No, not me. I like to match when I go to bed. <laughs> I know. I get that. If my top and bottom weren't two very, very different sizes. I would also like to match. <laughs> I'm all about it. I love it. Um, and then eventually in one of the bed beds after the banging montage, <laughs> Jack's having some nightmares, some night terrors. Yeah. And Rebecca wakes him up. And she's like, do you always have nightmares? What does he, he even says respond? He doesn't remember. He doesn't, he doesn't remember, remember his dreams. False. I don't believe him. Yeah. Um, and then they're back on the road. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
And it's like a little, I don't know. I felt like it was like, a. they're still like a little bit clumsy and awkward. And yeah. oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like Rebecca's really trying to like get some information out of him and he's yeah. just like she's not like, budging. Yeah. She's pressing him for information and he's like, please stop. Yeah. Um, and then we're back in Vietnam mm-hmm. and Jack is talking to the guy on the bike and we find out his name is Bao. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack's like, you want to take, will you take me to Grant? Will you take me to my um, base? And Bao like, looks like he kind of is hesitant and cautious was with Jack, just like Jack is kind of cautious with him. Um, but he does end up agreeing to take him. Yeah. And that's all we see right there. Yep. Um, and then Jack and Rebecca finally arrive in LA. Um, I am obsessed with Rebecca's dress. Oh my god. Listen, look at you. Obsessed with outfit is at the top of my page. (laughs) Yeah. That like open back cape capey type of thing. Like that was so cool. It's so cool. I want I want one. Me too. I want one. Um, we meet Nicole and Mm -hmm. she she just moved here. Or I'm sorry, we don't meet Nicole yet. Rebecca says, You'll love Nicole. She just moved here to do a paper towel commercial. Yeah. Um, uh, is Nicole a reoccurring, reoccurring character, or is she just a one-off? Nope, one-off. she's just a one-off lady. Damn, I thought she was funny. I thought she was pretty funny too, actually. We've said it before; we'll say it again. Like the, the one-off casting on this show is so good. Grant, like your friend who worked in the hardware store. Garude. <laughs> Garude, little Garude. I hope I he's love doing that well. you remember his name all like months <laughs> Me <later>. too. <laughs> Me too. Um. And then Rebecca's like, I don't really know Jack any more than I did when we started this trip, but I'm like basically obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Why are you making a face, Grant? What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. If they, uh, I feel like she would know. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, she knows a, like a little bit more. She knows enough more. I don't know. Yeah, he knows how to slow dance to Sinatra. Did she know that before? I don't think so. No. <laughs> nope, she didn't. Yeah. But yeah. And then after that scene, we're at Kevin and Zoe again. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin is spiraling about this necklace. And um, then he, he's like digging for information, but he's not acting casual about it at all. He's like, did you ever go through something like that? You <laughs> like, did that ever happen to you? And Zoe's like, knows exactly what he's doing. And he's like, fine, you can continue to tell me nothing about your life. And she's like, I think we need to go to the hotel room. I'm not feeling well. And Kevin's like, stop trying to avoid things. And then Zoe throws up by a tree. Yeah. I thought that was a dick Kevin moment. Yeah. I did not like that Kevin moment. That was not kind. Kindly Kevin. I get what you're... Okay. So here's my thing about it. I agree. Like the pushing of Kevin and Rebecca when people don't want to talk about it. Maybe not the best. Okay. I do relate to it because I would be doing the same thing. I think it's hard when you're like open and so open to somebody to talk about yourself and they're giving you nothing. And then I think we we're back to Jack and Rebecca mm-hmm. and he got um, Rebecca and him and Nicole some drinks. Um, he got them some champagne, which I know Sage hates champagne, but uh, right. You hate champagne. Did I make that? No. Up? Oh, I, I made love that up. champagne. <laughs> I also am a champagne girl. 
<laughs> the last time I, you were here, I had champagne in my that's fridge. That's right. I don't know why I made that up. Let me retract that information. Sage and I both love champagne. It's so good. And it's just like fun and makes you feel like you're in the great Gatsby. But love a good champagne. Jack brings champagne over. And then somebody pops a bottle of champagne and Jack like mom arms Rebecca. I call it mom arming because my mom does that to me in the car. <laughs> and um, mom arm Rebecca. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Grant. Yeah. Mom arms Rebecca. And clearly he's having like a moment of PTSD. Mm-hmm. And that's how that ends. Yeah. And then we see him back with Bao, who stops driving. And Jack's like, what the heck is going on? And Bao like, tells him, like, wait here, I'll be right back. Right. Um, and Jack says, please be a good guy, Bao. Yeah. And we see Bao, like, hug some children. And I think Jack is like, okay, like, this isn't too bad. Um, but then we see him, like, taking a bunch of cans over to this man. Yeah. And like we see like this flashback of a couple episodes ago where they came across that like homemade landmine yeah they were like made out of the same can the same soup cans yeah yeah and um and it's clear that like bao is working for or with the Viet Cong. Mm -hmm. um so that was that that was the end of that little scene yeah and then we see jack um drops does he drop rebecca off no no, we're, we're not, not there. quite there yet. No. So at this point, Jack oh. and Rebecca are at Nicole's house. Yes. And he tells her that he can't talk about Vietnam. Um, yeah. And he doesn't want to bring that part of his life to like his new relationship. Right. Um, and then he asks her, are you coming back to Pittsburgh? And she said she doesn't know. That's really that part hurt my heart. It just hurt my heart. Yeah. Um, and then we see Jack drop Rebecca off at the music studio. Okay. Um, so he drops Rebecca off at the music label. Um, he says, good luck. And she said, good luck with whatever you're doing. Again, another amazing outfit from Rebecca here. Cute. Um, she's, and then she's sitting there listening to herself sing. And when I tell you that having to listen to yourself sing or on recording is one of the most uncomfortable, yuckiest things on earth. It is every time I edit this podcast, I cringe. <laughs> like, so God bless Rebecca. She's like pulling at her hands and I'm like, exactly. Um, and the guy's like, you know, that was great. Beautiful. Keep in touch. Let us know what you're working on. Mm -hmm. And she's like, thank you. And then is like, wait, what do you mean? And he's like, let us know when you have shows. And she's like, I just need you to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, you know, I think you're Pittsburgh good. And she was like, okay, thanks. Yeah. So, you know, which I mean, my whole thing about singing is like a lot of people are really good singers. Obviously Mandy Moore did something right. Cause she is famous. Right. But like, there are a lot of talented people that could be more talented or, just as talented or a little bit less talented that are famous that are not famous. Like, I think a lot of it is like, it's not just hard work. A lot of it is like right place, right time. Yeah. Well, and I think anymore, um, a lot of it has to do with money also. Right. So like, right. Um, I know somebody that has made it like semi big in the music industry um, I went to high school with him and 
relatively big, but his parents invested like so much money into it. Right. Like they paid for the record label to produce like their first album. And then eventually like the tables turned and they started paying him. Yeah. But like they had to invest like tons and tons and tons and tons of money into it first. So like that is like where like I think people don't like you can be somebody that like comes from nothing like you know for example like an Ed Sheeran like came from right. nothing, made yeah. his way to like one of the biggest producing right. artists in the world but for most people like that's not how it works right Grant yeah. what are your thoughts on all of this oh uh, this is my least favorite scene in this entire episode um by a long shot I hate this scene it has two of my least favorite tropes in the entirety of anything ever okay. my first least favorite trope is is the um oh shit shit okay so she turns around okay i'm not acting so but she turns around she goes then she does the oh what's going on where do i who where what's happening or whatever she says like what do you mean by that right and then it's it's so frustrating when when like it's i i hate this trope it's like when you're like going to i don't know how to explain when you go to like a recording studio or whatever and they go good job kid and like they deny you to some effect and the the person who's singing goes i'm really worth a shot it just pisses me off to no end i don't know what it is i don't know what it is it's so aggravating it's so aggravating and then my yeah. other my other least favorite trope is when a show like has someone who can sing like Mandy Moore's a great singer i just don't like just like not i don't know it just didn't sound i just didn't like that song it just didn't sound good um, i actually think that song is awful if i'm being completely honest with both of you yeah and and it's like she deserves it because the song is so good, but then the song, like, actuality is just dog shit. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's so aggravating because it's, like, this is not realistic. I don't, like, and, like, I don't know. I don't know if the show prides itself on having real drama for the real, real people of the world, man. But, like, it, like I, it's so aggravating. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I do get it. This song is irritating. This song, well, the song is irritating too. But this scene is like, yeah, I get it. I gotcha. Yes, um, yeah. And then after that, we see Jack knock on a door of someone's house, mm-hmm. and they open it, and he says, "I'm responsible for your son's death." And that was the end of that piece. Yeah. Then we're back with uh, Bow and Jack, who, um. think bow drops him off like in the middle of like a field kind of yeah i have makes jack watch the rest of the way and i'm like what does that mean but it (laughs) walk the rest of the way (laughs) that's why i'm like staring at my notes makes makes jack watch him as he drives the rest of the way without jack (laughs) (laughs) no he makes jack walk the rest of the way yes he does and jack's like are you a good guy or a bad guy bow yeah and bow's response is sometimes yeah yeah, he asks him specifically, are you VC? And yeah. Bao says sometimes. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I really like this scene and I liked it because I think it's really good at showing, especially for Vietnam, like things are very muddy in war and very complicated and not everything is like black and white. And obviously I'm not saying this is right, but obviously Bao is doing what he, what he feels like he needs to do to survive kind of and like provide for his family you know well and I think that like 
in all situations in like war I mean every side thinks that they're doing what's right you know what I mean like every person is like this is this is the right thing right no matter which which side you're on you know so I think that that's like the hard it was humanizing you know yeah I agree Grant, what do you, do you have any thoughts about this whole like Vietnam, like in the whole thing in general? But yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's you know, I mean, the draft sucked. I don't, was was were they were both the uh, what what are their last name? Were both Jack and his brother drafted, or Jack was his brother drafted and Jack went in? So Nikki was drafted, okay. and then Jack was not eligible for the draft or to really enlist because he's a like a mild quote unquote mild heart condition. Hmm. Um yeah, but because of smoke inhalation. Yeah. So because of like his heart he has a heart attack basically because of the fire. Right, Sage? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Um so he wasn't drafted and he wasn't really eligible to go. So he like volunteers. And at this point in time they're so desperate for people to want to fight yeah. in Vietnam that they just like accept him. Come on in. But yeah. um yeah, I think, you know, and especially, you know, I think war hardens people. Um, but especially in this case, when you, when you're, when you don't even want to go, you know, and when you're not, you know, you, like, war, war is a terrible thing, obviously. And I think, especially like, for the American soldiers who were drafted, you know, uh, it's, it sucks, because you well, I probably didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't even want, I don't think anyone actively is like, yes, I want to go to war, you know? Um and I think that's just, that's so, that's such a terrifying concept to me. Yeah, me too. Forcibly plucked pluck from your home and then put somewhere else where you don't even want to be. And the people who are there also don't want you there because that, right. um, that was during the cold, cold, cold war, right? Right. And, um, and so it was basically just a proxy war where people just died for, for no. Right. And then get treated. I mean, Sage and I have talked about this too, like in excess, but like, and then to come home after you didn't even want to go and you like served your country and people treat you like trash mm-hmm. for having, for even if you did, even if you didn't list, right? Like, like it's not a war I think anybody thought was like a good idea. Right. You know? So yeah, it's scary. I think this whole season too, um, like the Vietnam parts, really like made me think about people who draft dodged and like i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really blame people who like draft dodged or went to canada because i do think some people deal are able to like compartmentalize ugly pieces of their life right and there are some people that just like aren't made for that you know i don't think anybody's made for war but i think some people are better better at handling it I guess. Yeah. So I always get sad, Grant, because Nikki reminds me of you, and I'm like, whoa, vom, vomit. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, so Jack is with this mom and dad. We're assuming this lady and her husband, and he talks about um, this somebody, one of the soldiers that was under him, which is Roger, and then he says he was playing football. So we immediately know from this scene that is replayed, but we've seen before, um, that we're talking about the night that all of this stuff happened. Um, And we see the whole scene again, which I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't need to see it again. Like, I wish they wouldn't have played it again, because I, it's awful. 
Um, but, and then Jack just blames himself and he's like, I needed to come here and tell you he was one of the good ones. And I'm very, very sorry. And the mom and dad just look at him and, um, the dad come over and sits by him and just says, you know, it wasn't really your fault. Uh, when he, when he steps in the, the, the IED, um, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I just had a handful of starbursts and I'm like, mm, yummy. And then, <laughs> and then he steps on it and like I jump scared, like, like threw them everywhere. It was really, really. <laughs> oh, Grant. Like, I think it's very, but I do think it's a very, like, I knew, obviously, Sage and I knew it was coming because we've already seen this scene in the, like, the last episode about Vietnam, but, like, entitled Vietnam. But, like, it is jarring. Like, it's very jarring to your system. So, were those the the Starbursts that your mother ate? All the ones that you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. I know. She ate all the red ones. No. Yeah. The worst. (laughs) um shelly if you're listening love to you (laughs) shelly if you're listening stop bullying us our whole lives and eating all the red mike and ikes all the red starburst all the red jelly beans i'm sick of it (laughs) um then we are with zoe and she's in the bathtub at the hotel yeah um, and then Kevin comes in and he's like, <laughs> I brought you, he's like, it's, I can't read it, but it's either coconut water, suntan lotion. <laughs> I loved that. I thought it was really funny. It was funny. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then Kevin tells her that Jack kept 28 of his 28 years of his life from his mother. Um, and Kevin doesn't want that to be their story. Yeah. <clears throat> And then he does say, like, it's okay if you don't want to share stuff, but you smell like peaches. <laughs> yeah. That was really cute. I like that. Yeah. I thought it was cute, too. I thought it was, like, real sweet. Yeah, agreed. Um, Kevin Pearson does things that are dickish, and then you're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I think that the things that he does are, like, comparatively like not as bad as other characters on this show like they seem like really traumatic I know like a minute and then you're like okay like comparatively like maybe drunk driving with Randall's daughter in the car was maybe the drunk driving the drunk driving yes super dumb awful obviously if he knew and I know we've said this before but if he knew Tess was in the car he wouldn't have driven with Tess in the car right right um so then in this scene we find out like kevin's like you don't have to tell me anything if you don't want to and then we find out that zoe um her dad the reason she doesn't want her dad to see her is she was sexually abused by him um Mm -hmm. and he like reaches out to make amends but she's like not interested because he already took so much of her life and she doesn't want to continue allowing that to happen um and then we're with jack and rebecca back in la and jack picks her up from the music studio and she says it went okay. And yep. he told her that it went as good, as, like his his meeting, yep. um, his meetup there went as good as it could have gone. And she told him that they told her she was only Pittsburgh good. Yep. And Jack asks her to sing the song for him. Right. Um, and she does. And then he calls her Beck for the first time. And she says, nobody's ever called me that before. And then she's singing for him and he starts crying. Yeah. I actually, can I say, I thought that she sounded better live than on that tape. Yes. Yeah. 
Like, Absolutely. and I, maybe they did it on purpose because tapes back then, probably the audio not so good, right? Right. But I also love Rebecca's comment about like, why? How could I move here? It's nuts here. You wake up at seventy three and sunny. She's like, I like the rain. This is why I couldn't live in California. Which I think about this all the time. Like, yeah, it must be great to live in sunshine all the time. However, like. I can't imagine Christmas and it being sunny. Like, I love a good snow. I hate I snow, know. so I disagree with I all that. I know you do. But like, I would be very happy if I woke up every single day and it was 70 degrees would. sunny. <laughs> I like the rain, though, too. Like, I, I love rain. I love it. I would be willing to give it up. <laughs> I know you would. I would not. I like rain. I like snow. I don't really care about weather. <laughs> yeah. I know um, you don't. Alan, I do. On your, on your point of uh, saying maybe it purposefully sound, sound, sounded uh, bad, I it sounded too good was my issue. Like the audio quality itself sounded oh. too. It sounded too modern, and I, I didn't I didn't like that. Mm. I was like, oh, this just sounds like like a, a real like a demo reel from like a year ago. Like yeah, <laughs> it's, it sounded way too way too clean for that. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, and then at the end, we're back in Vietnam. And we see the lady that, um, you know, the what I'm struggling with words. I can't speak. We see a lady sneaking through the fence. Um, and Jack just lets her go. Nothing happens. And then um, after that, we see the commander looking at Nikki in his at his station. And then he brings Nikki to Jack and says, you have two weeks to fix this and Nikki's response is you should have just left me rot then Rebecca and Jack are in the car yeah um and Rebecca says let's go home that's the end of the episode let's go home did that make you melt no okay that made you melt that was romantic. no no it didn't no I don't care about that at all I was all about the slow dancing um <laughs> I don't care that they're holding like, hands and going home. I don't give a shit about them going home. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, that, that's like a little excessive there about your... That's the person who's like, oh, Jack said I want a room with a view. That was cute. <laughs> okay. It was cute. I know. Sage and I are feuding. In case anybody didn't know, this is our last podcast together. <laughs> yeah okay just kidding <laughs> and that was the end of the episode yes that was the end of the episode yes Bye. so grant Hello. would you like to tell us your least favorite and favorite moment of the episode all right you know my least favorite it's in the recording office wherever the hell they are Ooh. Ooh. Ooh is right. absolute stinker and um and the best moment of the episode was when they're slow dancing. I find dancing just in general to be like the most romantic that you can do um, with somebody. And and I and I, I really I just like that scene. It, it, it melted my little little heart. My heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> yeah. So oh, you're so cute. Um so I actually have a different least favorite. Okay. Um, even though I'm I mean that part makes me cringe, but I thought it was, I was just cringing because I just don't like listening to myself. So it made me like, I had secondhand embarrassment. 
Um, I thought kind of going to the Natalie's party was like unnecessary. Like, why is it in there? Natalie, Nicole, Nicole, whatever. Okay. <laughs> whatever her name is. Well, I don't, she'll be I gone. Don't, I don't necessarily think it was like a big detail, but it did like give them the chance to like showcase Jack's PTSD a little bit. I guess that's true. And it gave like Rebecca the opportunity to express like that she really likes Jack, but she's like struggling because he won't open up. Right. Like, so, like that's the two purposes that that like see. Right. I get what you're saying. I just feel like I'm like, why are we wasting five minutes on this when we could waste it on something else? Yeah, I I get that. Yeah. And then my favorite was also the slow dancing. I just couldn't get over it. Yeah. There's nothing more romantic than like people like slow dancing. I don't know. All that sexual tension. <laughs> You know, so Sage, what about you? Okay, my least favorite was the way I this has been my least favorite too much lately, but the way that Zoe treats Kevin, I hate it so much. I know. And like I I get that like they're trying to build this character where she's like guarded. Yeah. And like obviously, like we know from what Beth has told Kevin, like she's she's a man eater, you know. Right. Um, she takes advantage and everything. And like right. I I get that they're like trying to build that like character arc for her, but like she's so nasty and it's just like Kevin is so lovely to her all yeah. the time. And I don't know how he he's like in this episode he tells her he's falling in love with her and I don't know no. how because she's so mean to him all the time. I know. I hate I it. Totally, I totally I don't totally like think. watching it. But it's like so weird because on the flip side like the part where he brings her that suntan lotion drink like he's i think that's all that was like my second favorite part of this whole episode but more for kevin less for zoe that's what i'm yeah like i i get like i like the scenes where kevin is lovely i hate the scenes where zoe's like nasty to him yeah i forget early early in the episode where they're they're like at the restaurant yeah she's rude she's condescending so rude yeah agreed i and i forget i'm trying to think i think i know how this whole thing spoiler alert guys obviously they don't stay together um i don't think that's that big of a spoiler but like i for i think i remember how this fizzles out but i don't completely remember okay yeah but can't wait for that because i'm done with it yeah i'm really over this like relationship to be honest with you yep and i don't i don't think it necessarily serves a lot of purposes to be honest in the show it doesn't really i mean she like makes documentaries i guess like that piece of her but like i don't know yeah he could have gone to vietnam without her like here's my whole yeah he could have and here's my whole thing too like I think Zoe serves a purpose uh, last season at the wedding when she's like talking to Deja. Like, I think that's. It didn't have to turn into a relationship. Uh, Yeah, I agree. No, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's a no for me. Thanks. And I don't think Kevin like really has the opportunity to grow from this relationship. Like we can discuss it. It's a rebound, but like, don't you, but almost, it's almost like it's a rebound for Kevin from Sophie. And I'm not saying that Zoe is not like a, um, established like amazing like amazing like career-driven woman like that's not what i'm saying but i do feel like this is a rebound for kevin from sophie really because the whole i mean he hasn't had 
he dates Sophie, he goes to rehab and then he's immediately out. Like, I just feel like he was, he was not sober in his right mind to like process not being with Sophie anymore. So to me, this is a rebound. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Fair. Um, and then my favorite moment, it has to be like the Vietnam backstory stuff. Like I just, I love like finding out more about Jack's brother. I know you love, you love that. I, I actually, when, stuff, when so. we watched this the first time, like, or when I watched it the first time, I couldn't get enough of the Vietnam backstory. Like, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's, and I've said this before, I think, but like things that are so heavy like this, I think I only need to see once. It's like mm-hmm. movies that are so heavy, yeah. like that wreck your soul, which is exactly what this does. Like yeah. I only need to see it once. So seeing it again, it, it is, it's like emotionally, like it's rough. Yeah. I get but that. I do love it. Yeah, me too. I get it. Did you, did anybody cry? No. I cried once. When they were slow dancing and I would, they were like happy, sad tears because Jack's going to die. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. It's just so funny to me that that's like where your head went because my head like didn't go there when they were looking at the old couple. You like, know what? I bet Joy would understand. Our friend Joy told us that she also cries a lot at episodes. And I just would like to say that Joy is my Joy, Joy is my soul sister. <laughs> so so pop culture picks who has one this week i do what's your pop culture pick grant Uh, my pop culture pick is the film evil dead rise which came out like two weeks ago part of the evil dead franchise i love that franchise if you like horror you will like these movies they are funny they are action filled they are terrifying you will love them i love them they are great they're funny i said that already they're great Go watch them and the TV show that exists. It's a no for me, but thank okay. you. <laughs> I'm glad you and Zach had a great time. Yes. Zach Did you eat popcorn while watching that? No, we weren't really hungry. You weren't feeling popcorn? No. I feel like you'd turn into a popcorn kernel. Movie theaters. What? Especially when I come home from the theater, it's like it like hurts my stomach. I don't know. Like on the drive home, I'm like, ew. <laughs> all the Soda, butter it's like, it's like too sugary sugary yeah it's like buttery it's, well no the soda it's the soda sugary and then the, the popcorn, oh. popcorn's buttery and it infects there's my soul nothing, there's nothing i love than a giant ginger diet ginger ale and a giant bucket of popcorn at the movies mm, i got some barks i know it's a switch off sage is looking at me like i'm crazy because she's like what do you mean ginger ale diet coke all the way which normally is true but at the movies, I want my diet ginger ale. It's comforting. Diet Pepsi. Oh, diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi, if you're listening, sponsor Grant. Yes. And Grant only. <laughs> yeah, and Grant only. only I don't have we're any not, special. <laughs> we're not Pepsi girls. No. Mm. We're Coke bowl. girls. Specifically Diet Coke with a shot of coconut in it from Sonics. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and a tiny banana milkshake and two corn dogs. <laughs> all right grant so evil dead what is it rise evil dead rise okay um i also want to say you don't have to see any of the other movies they're just kind of like that where they're just kind of mythologized to a certain extent so 
But that's good to know. I always think that's good to know. So mine is completely opposite direction of Grant's. <laughs> and I just, um, I'm a big fan of Judy Bloom. If anybody doesn't know who Judy Bloom is, she is an author and wrote books like Tales of Fourth Grade Nothing and Double Fudge, Super Fudge, Fudge Mania. Um, she wrote Deanie. She wrote Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, Forever. Dear yeah, Dear Mr. Like, so good. So she's written all of these great books. And Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is in theaters now as a movie with Rachel McAdams, which I'm definitely going to see this week. Um, and she's on the band book list, which anybody that does anything to get on that automatically, a pretty big fan of, especially if it's a kid's book. Um, but she had a documentary come out recently that's called Judy Bloom Forever. And it was just her talking about like her whole life and becoming an author. And it was like really hard for her to get into it. And people thought she should just be like a housewife, basically. She was like, no, I want to do more. I want to write for kids. I want to write relatable things for kids. Um, so that's what I did. She talks about being on the band book list and finding love and just all of this lovely. It's just, it's a beautiful documentary. And this woman talks about like all her pen pals and she wrote to a lot of kids and like helped a lot, a lot of like young people find their oh. voice. Like she wrote letters back to people and became pen pals with them. Like she oh. went to the once graduation. It's just beautiful. Like it warmed my heart and I just loved it. So that's mine. It's Judy Bloom forever. And it's on Amazon prime. It yeah. might be other places, but that's where I watched it. Sage, what about you? Uh, my pop culture pick this week is, I feel like maybe, I considered this one time, but I don't think I ever like have recommended it. I am going to recommend the super fan episodes of The Office on Peacock. If you're a big yeah. Office fan. Um, they're just like extended cuts and I've been really enjoying them just because it's like some of the stuff is so funny that they cut out but it was just like a time issue so like they just cut it yeah. out because it wasn't necessary to the story but right. it's hilarious so it's just really and if you're they a big really fan funny. like it is like kind of nice to get like a little bit extra of what yeah. you've like known so long you know it's a it's a nice refresh too like on episodes that you know every word to and like listen to at this point like a podcast almost you know yeah. like it's nice to have like these little pieces I'll yeah. tell you who's not a fan of The Office he's sitting in this podcast right now oh. really yeah uh, I'm, I'm an office um I'm not an office hater I'm an office mixed I'm mixed on The Office I don't do you I'm think it's too hype yeah yeah honestly I think also I think it peters out after like season four um, I I okay I kind of I don't I I don't hate the last couple seasons but I think that they're a lot like it should have ended a little earlier it should have ended when Steve Carell left in my opinion I especially yeah. like like seasons like one yeah. through seven yeah me too I love well you know me I love anything like romantic so I love like watching Pim Pam and Jim like blossom because I really actually don't like Pam that much in the beginning and then when they finally like meet in the middle they've both grown so much and then I end up really liking Pam towards the end and hating Jim when it was the opposite at the beginning yeah I know a lot of people hate Jim just in general really mm -hmm. there's a lot of articles about how Jim's actually an awful guy I also think he's just like he just like relentlessly bullies Dwight. Like don't get me wrong, Dwight's kind of an asshole, but it's like, geez, man, like he's just I th Dwight's just yeah. kind of a weirdo. Like, I'm not like 
that is one of my favorite parts of like the later seasons though is that Jim and Dwight like kind of form like this weird like friendship where they like kind of pick on each other for like their own like (laughs) yeah I like that I think one of my favorite parts of the whole show is that Pam and Dwight have this beautiful friendship that you like don't even realize is there or catch on to until like way later and you're like oh they have always kind of been friends so welcome to the office podcast um <laughs> just kidding um so thanks for listening everybody <laughs> this yeah this was a great episode grant thank you so much for coming thank you for having me we love having you Yippee. you know i always look forward to grant episodes so much yeah so. me too so grant oh before we go do you have any predictions for like what's to come? I know you've only watched how many episodes? Three? Two. Two. Um, Tell me your predictions. Okay. Um, oh damn. Okay. So Kev Dog, that's that's his name now. Kev Dog is is going to um, he is gonna go. Whoa! You knew my dad. He's gonna meet up with that lady. Um, go. You met my dad. You know my dad. And she'd be like, yes, I do know your father. He was such a cool guy. He let me escape and not get murdered. And and they're gonna be like, well, best friends. And um and then uh, uh and then uh, Zoe's gonna be like, yeah, I'm still sick. And then um and then Becca's gonna be like, I'm Becca. And then Jack is gonna be like, I'm a hardened war guy. And and um and I'm just mashing action figures together. I, you know, um Rand- Randall's gonna go, hi, I'm Randall. I predict the weather. Um and Kate's he doesn't anymore. Wait, he no. doesn't. He quit. He doesn't anymore. He quit. No. He's then, no longer a weather guy. No. Weather trader. And Kate's going to be the worst person. You, okay. The problem that you have with Kate is kind of unfortunate because you don't have a real problem with Kate. You just hear everybody <laughs> else in your family have such an issue with Kate. <laughs> Allie and Maddie and Nick hate Kate so much. I'm a Kate hater. <laughs> and I don't also, think, to be fair, Kate in that episode that Grant watched, also very unfortunate. Evil. Yeah. I, so here's my thing is I'm not like the biggest fan of Kate, but I don't hate her as much as Allie does. <laughs> I think she's like the least likable Pearson, but sometimes I actually think Rebecca's a worse person than Kate. So oh, Rebecca's 100% worse than Kate. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I don't hate Kate as much as like some people do. <laughs> some <Yeah>. people. <laughs> it's actually a very popular opinion. If you look at oh. any This Is Us Reddit threads or anything, oh. everybody hates Kate. It's not just Allie, but. I don't hate her. I think yes, she grows. Do. She grows on me by the end. Yeah. By the last episode, she's boy. fine. I think though, like I, we, you sent me this article not that long ago and people say like the issue with Kate is that she was written by a man, her character. I think it's probably true. I think we've talked about that before her and Rebecca, like the the women are the least likable. Yeah. Except for Beth though. Like that's, that's like the exception to the rule. Yeah, but I feel like Beth is, like, written in a way that grounds Randall, and so she is going to be likable because they need somebody that kind of, like, does that. Right. 
you know, they need, they need that from her character. So like, that's why she is so likable is because of how she grounds her. Sophie's likable, likable. Again, again, brings Kevin back down to earth. And (sighs) I know it's really unfortunate. This definitely, and I know we've talked about this before too. It would not pass the Bechdel test. I was like, you know, in the Shrek movies, we never see two women talk to one another. Unless they call it the Shrekdale test. Oh. oh my god get out of here get- <laughs> the shrektal test are you kidding yeah. me <laughs> we're talking about serious things like vietnam and you're over here talking about the shrektal test <laughs> and somebody all that glitters is gold. i actually love shrek this might be a hot take but it's like one of my favorite it's 100% not a hot take shrek is amazing i think it's such a good movie we should do a mini sewn on shrek okay i have no idea how it relates to this is us but okay let's talk about well i'll tell you how because smash mouth told me the years start coming and they don't stop coming and i've never related to anything more in my 30s (laughs) anyway thank you graham for coming thank you for having me um will you come back next season yeah yes or in a little bit, whatever. Every season. You can come back anytime you want. All the really. Time. Sage and I love having you. Yeah, yippee. Thank you. Yippee. Um, <laughs> but everybody, please feel free to write to us um, at this too much pond at gmail.com um, or on Instagram. Uh, slide into those DMs at, at this too much pod. Sage is making fun of me because I have this down pat and now she's disappeared because she's laughing. Um, well, thanks everybody. This was us. This was, this us. was us. Bye. 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 <laughs>